and welcome back to the Irish Tennis Updates podcast. This is the second episode I've had with Mark Finnegan, where we go through updates on everything college and pro tennis for Ireland. It's been two weeks since our last episode, and it's time to catch up on what's been going on since then. Here we go. So, Mark, um, hi, and, and, and welcome back again. I'm looking forward to, to, to hearing what's been going on the last two weeks. Yeah, hi, Adam. How's it going? Yeah, a lot of tennis has been played in the last two weeks, and I think we've the majority of Irish tennis players that have have started their seasons. Still a few still waiting to get going, but um, for the majority. But we had a massive snowstorm there that went all the way through America last week, which actually caused a lot of cancellations and not uh, nothing to do with COVID-19. So um, there was some cancellations, but majority of the people played. Nice, good stuff, good stuff. And, and just before we, we hop into the college stuff that, that you're going to run us through, and just just two updates that I'll that I'll give on on other Irish tennis that has been going on. Firstly, Simon Carr, who was who was in action in a challenger event in Potchefstroom, South Africa, last week. He in in the first round of the qualifying, he beat the top seed in in, in the draw, who's has uh, an ATP ranking of three oh seven, and won that match six four in the third. And then in the next round, the final qualifying round, he narrowly missed out to another top 400 player to, to qualify for the main draw. But that, that's definitely, that's definitely a, a, a really good win for, for Simon last week and, and, and promising signs for him. He was cramping a little bit towards the end of the match, which, which was tough for him in, in that second match, but a, a, a great two days of, of tennis for Simon Carr. So it's really good to see that. Um, and, and then another uh, player to mention is Carola Bajanaru, who we would have mentioned a couple of weeks ago, who had, I think, played one event at that stage this year. And, and, and last week she was playing again in Tunisia. Uh, she had a really good week. She 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 won two singles matches to get to the quarterfinal, and then went all the way to the doubles final as well. So a, a lot of tennis last week for Corolla, and a, a, a lot of winning as well. So it was good to see her get into get get deep in the week. And now and now this week she is currently in action in, in the qualifying draw for the singles, and she she's won her first match already. So she's back. She's she's back in action, and it's good to see Corolla having some some good success in Tunisia. Yeah. Uh, and just before we do get into your college uh, updates now, also Preston Connor and Beatrice Pertak have both been playing some some futures qualifying as well. So it's good for both of those guys to get some pro experience as well. And, and now we can we can jump into your college updates. And um, so on the updates on all, all of the Irish players who are, are playing in, in college. And as you said, there's been some some delays with with weather, but there's I know there's been a lot of tennis played, so it'll be good to to hear um hear what's been going on. So I guess firstly just we'll touch on on the females in, in, in the West first. You know, there's a, I remember you mentioning there, there's a bunch of girls in, in, in the West of the country playing. So do you have, have some updates on, on, on those players? Yeah, yeah. And look, again, there's actually been quite a lot of tennis played out West. They, they avoided all that snow and um, that craziness that went on through Texas and through the, the Midwest. But, um, you know, we'll go through the, the Twins again. Their team's still at a, at a well, they're at a four and, two rec- four and two team record at the moment. And both girls have kind of solidified themselves at four and six in the lineup. Saul playing at four, Lola playing at six. And um, I know they won a double header at the weekend against the same team. They played twice in one day. And they've been, I think, a pretty good record in doubles too. They've been playing mostly at three doubles. Zara seems to, Zara Ryan seems to have, have, have solidified her position at number two in the lineup. Um, you know, the team's won at four record. So the team's been struggling a little bit. They're just coming off um, beating, though, uh, a Northern Arizona team where, where Zara won at number two position. So she's been having a good bit of success. I know she had a little bit of a rough start to the year, but it's good to see her kind of 
getting on a roll here. Then Shauna Heffernan, um, they had a tough loss there on Saturday. I actually watched the live stream of that one against Utah, which a couple of the other girls' teams have played against Utah. They, Boise won the doubles point, but then weren't able to take the overall singles match. Um, Shauna's been playing actually a little bit of four position at the moment, um, number one at doubles. And I know she won on Saturday at doubles, but then they came back and beat Dixie State the following day. So Sophia Durvin seems to be doing very, very well. Um, her overall record is, as an individual is... Is, is, is very impressive. Her team's a 5-2 and two record. They're coming off wins against BYU and Wyoming, but had a really narrow, tough loss to Denver. But uh, I think she's 6-1 and one overall in her singles record at the number two singles position, which is very, very impressive. And then Shauna Casey has been very unfortunate. She's had a ton of 10-point breakers. So a lot of the time what happens if the match is decided and one team's got the four points, the, the teams will end up, if it's in the third set, um, and that hasn't started yet. They'll play a 10-point tiebreaker for the third set. So Sean, I think, has played three or four of these 10-point tiebreakers. And unfortunately, sometimes when you're in those 10-point breakers and the match is decided, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit just of a, a bit of a coin flip. So she's uh, unfortunate not to get over there, but she's been playing five singles and mostly all around one, two, and three doubles. Actually, she's been in and out of, of the position. Cara Courtney has been battling through, like we talked about. Um, some tough injuries. I know actually at some stage she's been serving underarm, which fair play to her. She's a heck of a competitor um, and she's actually been um, playing at number six singles. And I think she's actually been winning her matches at six, which is incredible for her. So, so keep the good work, Cara. Uh, I, might, I might just ask, you mentioned the, the live stream that you're watching of, of some of those matches. Would you have a little detail of, of how to get that if people were trying to, to, try, trying to watch some, some, some of the live tennis? Yeah, yeah. Look, so, so um, what you want to do is, well, the, if, if you're really not knowing exactly how to get there, you can literally put in Google, put the name of the university and uh, put live stream or live stats and usually it'll pop up. There's also a few people on Twitter that put up live stats. Also on wearecollegetennis.com, we you can sometimes click a, a link that'll give you the live, uh, all, the pay, all the universities that have live stats or live video. Uh, but the best usual way is just to go to the university's website, go to the tennis programs part of it, and then typically under the schedule, you'll find the link towards the, the video or the stats. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of live tennis actually out there. And, you know, even PlaySight have done a really good job. So a lot of these, they're powered by PlaySight. And so the PlaySight will actually give you stats on the match as the match is going along. And, and uh, they'll tell you how many break points there's been or how many deuce points which player has won and lost. So, so it is actually can be quite entertaining sometimes just being able to watch a match. That's brilliant, yeah. That's brilliant. Um, and I yeah. guess it'd be good for people to to get to get to watch a little bit of tennis as well. Yeah, look, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great for them to be able to actually understand the level. Like I think, but also as well as sometimes when you watch even professional television, uh, professional tennis on television, you sometimes don't think they're hitting the ball that hard, and then you go see them live, and you're like, oh my gosh, they're hitting the ball incredibly incredibly hard so sometimes you can watch it and you'll be like oh they're not that good but you know in essence like i'm telling you these these college tennis players can play tennis and um, yeah i guess if you want to move on to, to to the south for for the girls as well yeah so the starting the south so georgia is georgia Jummy duke she is her team is six and one right now at the moment she's played a little bit some of the matches at number one this uh, in the last two weeks and um, recently they've had victories over vcu app state where all when ryan Bobby will be going and virginia tech um, which is in their same conference as them. Jessica Lehman's actually been going on a nice little run at the moment. She's won three out of her four, la uh, four last matches. So she's kind of starting to pick up a little bit more form. Team's still struggling at one and five uh, for Presbyterian, but she herself has been had a lot more success at number four position. And then Ali O'Dea is kind of starting to solidify herself a little bit more there at the number, number three doubles position. She did play her last match and won at six 
against Campbell, the number six position. So that's great to see Ali making a little more inroads in the singles lineup. And that's pretty much it for the South there. You know, you mentioned Alwyn there, who, and I, I saw just during the week that, that she'd signed for the university. So it's great to see see a lot more people coming in for next year as well. So it's, it's a good to keep it Yeah, going. yeah. Yeah, look, and, and the big thing is, you know, is the fit. I think uh, they've got a new coach in there now at the moment. Uh, the coach actually won a national championship as a player at Vanderbilt. And it's a really good fit for 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 Alwyn's um, personality. And so it's, it's going to be nice to see Alwyn in there. And, and hopefully that program will grow nicely. Apps a solid Division One university. They're kind of famous for their for their overachieving football teams. And they're very passionate at App State. I think anyone who lives in that area um, absolutely loves it. So uh, yeah, excited for Alwyn for that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and then just 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 to move on to to the rest of the deep, the Division One players in, in the Northeast and the Midwest, I know there's a good bit of good action going on there as well. Yeah, so well, and we'll start with no action here. So Emily's first uh, O'Donovan's first match for Seton Hall, but I believe that got cancelled, and so she's going to have to wait, if, uh, I think, another week before she gets to play her first college match. So hopefully that'll happen soon for her. I think Ellie Murphy's team, as we talked about, you know, they're having a, a fantastic season. They were undefeated, but actually had their first loss there uh, to Missouri. Ellie's actually played a little bit of three doubles now. So she's, I think, hopefully going to get a little bit of luck maybe into the singles lineup here, if she, uh, maybe in the next couple of weeks, hopefully for her. Um, but certainly she's becoming a little bit more involved in the doubles lineup. And then Kiro Toole still hasn't played a match. As you can tell, these Northeastern schools, they just haven't really played as much tennis as the rest of the of America. But she's still waiting to play her first match uh, for her new university Sacred Heart uh, Julie Burns team is a, another team that's on fire uh, they're 7-1 and one right now they just had three wins in their conference this uh, last two weeks and so she's in the, one of the best conferences in the country called the Big Ten and she's been playing mostly again at number two position and she's had a few matches against ranked college tennis players this week I think she went one and one against ranked players so that'll help her individual ranking so yeah and then we got Jenny Timmington who's still I don't I haven't seen her in the lineup yet for Michigan State so let's hope that she's um working through that and she can get into the lineup there towards the middle part of the season. Lucy Octave, we saw her in the lineup a little bit and has been back out of the lineup again. I'm not sure what's going on there. Her team is 5-1. and one. They're having a good season at Xavier, but she's 0-2 in singles right now at the moment. So not too sure. I don't know Lucy that well, but hopefully everything's okay with her. And then Laura Fitzgerald, she's been on a nice little run too as well. Her team has done a lot better since we last talked. Uh, Illinois State are now 6-4. and four. I think they just won their last four matches uh, against um, Eastern Illinois, Dayton, DePaul, and uh, Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. So they've gotten some nice momentum going. And then again, we talked a little bit about Olivia Moriarty, the, the Ivy Leagues. They're not playing this year, so she won't be playing at all for the rest of the time. Um, and right now at the moment, that's it for Division One girls. What about Division Two and NAI girls? Would you like me to chat a little bit about them? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Okay. Well, and actually, we, we, we did make a small error two weeks ago. Uh, the two twins from Tusculum, Annie and Ka- uh, Caitlin, it was actually Annie that was NCA women, uh, Woman of the Year that she was up for that nomination. So, sorry, Annie. But also, both girls were actually All-Americans. Um, that team, is, we, like we talked about last time, is ranked top 25. They're 2-2 two and two on the season. Annie's been playing number one singles, and Caitlin's been playing number three three singles and um, Annie's undefeated right now at the moment they both play number one doubles the record is two and two they've had I think one really tough close loss to to North Georgia that looked like a nail biter and uh, with a lot of close matches 
Ema Mars is doing really well there at Barton College. She plays number two singles for them. They just won their first match of the year, 4-3 over Francis Marion. Ema's playing at number two singles. And we talked about Emily Conley last week. Emily Conley's team did not play. Their, those matches were postponed this week due to COVID. Um, so they're waiting to go, I think, believe on spring break here in the next couple of days where they're going to be playing a ton of matches. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for the D2 and NAIA. Good stuff, good stuff. And, and obviously, you know, as we've been saying, there is so much tennis going on which is great for everyone who's gotten to play, then it, it is on the flip side. It, it's unfortunate for the, for the people you've mentioned that haven't got to play their seasons, haven't started yet, or even some of them you know, aren't going to start. So it's a pity for, for those players that aren't getting the opportunity, opportunity that they would in, in other years. I, I think this year, from talking to most of the college coaches, you know, if, if, if they got 50% of their season in that they typically would have been, they said they would have been happy. You know, I think they're all just after last year, 2020, with the season being cancelled, they're just all excited to at least have the opportunity, at least try to attempt to, to do this. And, and it's been it's been very challenging. And like I said, every state operates differently. So, for example, like Texas has been very open in Florida and there's been very little restrictions when it comes to outdoor sporting activities. Whereas, you know, other states like the New York, where the weather's still not phenomenal right now at the moment, and it's more indoor tennis, they've been a little bit more hesitant to start their seasons and wait till make sure that the the, the virus is a little bit more under control. Yeah. Uh, and to move on to the males and, and, and firstly, some of the coaches we have, I, I, how have those coaches teams been doing the last couple of weeks? Yeah, so, well, not too much activity, but the one good thing was congratulations to Derek Glavin. Glavin got his first uh, win as an assistant coach for Miami, you know, over actually Auburn. So, um, but they also had two other big wins then during the week against, uh, in, in their conference versus Clemson and Georgia Tech. So that was great to see. And, um, you know, I think we'll talk a little bit about Peter with Montana when it comes to, to Oshin. Um, and then Peter Wright from Cal, they haven't really played that much either too as well. Their, their record is two and one right now at the moment. Yeah, uh, and to move into onto then the players who who the the male players who were over there. How how has has the last couple of weeks been for for those guys? Yeah, so um, a lot of them actually got their first matches in. So we've got Thomas Brennan, who who the last time we had said was still waiting to play his first match. He's his team's one in three. He's been playing mostly at number one singles. He's you know won a few, lost a few. Number one certainly being competitive. I know he lost a really tight one against SMU's number one six four in the third. So it's great to see him playing at the top of the lineup. And uh, then we have Ushin, Ushin Shafri from Montana. Again, another guy at the top of the lineup for his team. I think he actually played his last two matches at number one um, and was, I think, victorious in those. I think his overall record is about three and three. His team's at three and four right now at the moment. So it's great to see him being able to, to get all the way to the top of the lineup. I know he started at four, five and six for them his freshman year. Um, Sean Keane continues to impress. His record as an individual is three and one in singles. Team's actually one and three, so he's been playing mostly at four. You know, they've played a couple of, of, of strong teams, um, including Division One College of Charleston. So it's been good to see. Uh, Matthew Saunders doesn't seem like he played his last couple of matches. He's 0 and 2 still at the number four singles position. His team's two and two, so I'm not sure why he didn't play those last two matches. Mark Griffin. The record of the team is seven of five. They actually played their last match with only four players in the lineup, which probably tells me there was something to do with with uh, maybe something to do with COVID and, and the players not being active and stuff like that. So it's pretty hard to win a college tennis match when you start off with four players. But um, obviously, I'm not sure what went on there. But uh, 
I don't think Mark played in that match either, so hope everything's okay with him. Key McDonald has impressed a lot since he's been there. His team is six and two at the University of North Dakota. He's six and two in singles, primarily at the number three position. I think he won all three matches at the weekend. So so it's great to see the University of North Dakota off to a great start of the year. More at Stenzer Rollins Collins, they still haven't played yet. They don't start till the, the very early March, which is kind of funny because you know, they're in a state called Florida, which obviously is, is there's a lot of tennis going on at the moment. So not sure why the late start is for them, but they're going to play a lot of matches in March and April. Great to see Kyle Butler. I'm um, speaking to him during the week and, you know, he started to play a lot more in number six in the uh, in the lineup. I know he got his first college win in singles and in doubles, which was great for him. Uh, he's also played a lot of tough, tight matches. His team's one and five right now at the moment, so they're struggling a little bit, but I know they've played a tough schedule. I don't see anything for Christian Duffy at Stonehill College yet. They don't seem to have anything updated on their website, so I don't think they've definitely started their season yet. And with Dobby, Dobby's off to a, start, a good start with Limestone. I actually saw it was pretty cool. I think he's played a doubles match with his brother. I've never met his brother, but... Dobby's been playing, I think, a little bit of three three singles. And I think his brother's been playing a little bit of one singles. So and their team is 2-0 and o on the season. Really an impressive one here for you. Uh, result here is Fergus O'Rourke. So Fergus transferred from Lander, which is a Division II school, to Spring Hill College. And uh, Fergus actually played his first match of the year against Jacksonville State University, which is in um, Alabama as a Division One university. And Fergus actually took his match and won it at number two sing uh, number two singles. So that was an impressive result for Fergus. It was nice to see that. You know, I know he's been working really hard in his game. Morgan Lowen, interesting one here too as well, uh, Adam. So the Morgan Lowen's team for Iowa, basically, and um, their program is getting cut at the end of the year. And their program was cut with a little bit of controversy uh, during the very start of the pandemic. And uh, their team decided that they were all going to wear red shirts. And if anyone knows Iowa, Iowa's colors are a bright yellow, a luminous yellow and black. So the, for their match this weekend, they actually wore red shirts, all of them, basically to, to kind of make a statement of why their program should, have, should not have been cut. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one pans out. But uh, his team, um, they've been off to a pretty good start and they've won a lot of tennis matches so far, but no sign of Morgan in the lineup uh, as of now. And Philip Lynch hasn't played yet. Sacred Heart again, the same place as, as Kiro Tool. Nothing for to report on them yet. Uh, Neil O'Connor is, is off to um, a decent start. He's been playing a little bit at six singles. His record of his team is, I believe, one and one. He had a massive win over there, Kennesaw State 4-3, which came down right to the wire. Neil's been playing, I think, five and six for Coastal Carolina. Don't see Charlie Barry still being able to crack the lineup at Tulane. Tulane have had a couple of impressive wins and they've been doing very well this year. They seem like a very strong strong team and then someone we left out i think last week was was jonathan garcia which they haven't played yet any matches for mary mac and uh, mary mac is, is a brand new division one program it used to be a division two school so but don't see any results for him yet at the moment so, so i think that's about our, uh, about everybody there adam um again if i've left somebody out or i'm missing something there just always get in touch with us and and we'll, we'll make sure we include you in the, on the report yeah great great stuff and um, again, I think I said it last week, I think hopefully we can get more and more players in the D2 setup. You can see a lot of majority of our players, especially on the female side, are in the, the v, Division 1 setup. I think the biggest misconception is people think Division 2 and Division 1 is premiership in the championship. And um, certainly, yes, there's a lot of the strongest Division 1 universities out there, but there's a lot of great Division 2 universities out there that actually can be sometimes stronger than Division 1 universities, especially sometimes in the Sunshine States. So uh, I think if we can continue to grow the amount of players that we have in college tennis, um, hopefully it might take us a little bit longer to go through them in the next couple of, of, of years. 
yeah, that's it. That's a good one to keep in mind. Um, right, so I guess we, we will leave it there, there then, Mark. Um, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and getting the updates and, and look forward to, to doing it again and, and catching up on all the progress in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, Adam. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. And just before we leave you with this week's episode, here is a quick update on Anna Botel another player who's been in progress recently. Yeah, Anna Botel is playing at Rice and so far this season she's been playing predominantly at the number four position and uh, the team's had a pretty good success. They're four and two, um, only losses have come to Baylor and LSU and they've had just recently a really good win over, over Texas Tech 4-3. Um, so yeah, she's doing solidified herself nicely in the lineup there at number four. With that, a big thanks again to Mark for sharing the updates and thank you for listening to this episode. Do tune in again in two weeks' time for more updates. Bye.